Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is November 24th, 2020. Tuesday. Not Victory Tuesday. The day after Monday Night Football getting beat by the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Defeat Tuesday? Defeat Tuesday? Uh, Two Finger Tequila Tuesday? Yeah, it, uh, tough, tough game. We'll get all into it. Got a little bit to cover on that. And uh, we, we just want to let you guys know that, uh, you know, we do this. It's not, we're not backed by big mega corporations or anything like that. We do this for the love of it. So if you get a chance, best thing you can do is share this video with somebody you think would enjoy it. Don't forget to smash that like button. If you're listening to it on the podcast apps, uh, share it there put it on Facebook, wherever. We sure would appreciate it, guys. But, man, I thought we had this game. I really did. Oh, my did. gosh. I felt so confident until that uh, interception inside the two minutes. I was like, you know, Tom Brady's getting the ball back with two minutes left. Like, we got this. This is, what, the third time that's happened where he's gotten the ball with a chance to drive down the field and win it, and he's screwed the pooch. Chokes. Choke artist. Yep. That's not what we expect from Tom Brady. I was, it hurt last night. It hurt. Yeah, you were pretty, pretty depressed. I'm okay, though. I, you know, it was a fun game for me. I had fun with it. That's true. You know, and we got to remember that this is entertainment. Um, You know, sometimes we put money on things and it goes out of the realm of entertainment and into the finances. But when it comes down to it, this is entertainment. And that was an entertaining game. Now, it would have been much more entertaining if we would have played well, <laughs> but... Yeah, but, like, considering how we did play and the mistakes that we did make, that you it know, was still close. we only lost, yeah. it was 27 and 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, three points. It was a three-point game. And I thought there were some really good things that we saw. Oh, cool. I'll be interested to hear that. <laughs> Ralph forgot to pay attention no, for I didn't. The last half. Of I the rewatched game. it today, and he, I, I remembered I everything. Yeah. I just didn't remember it. You needed to have that. Your memory jogged a little bit. I blacked it out. That's <laughs> what you the do with PTSD. <laughs> just black things out. <laughs> so you know, going into this game for weeks, me and Molly had been worried about this game. This was the biggest game that we'd been worried about, and we convinced ourselves within like a 24-hour period that, hey, we've got this game. And honestly, like you said, it was very close. You know, it wasn't. We didn't get blowed out, that's for sure. Yeah. And to go from us being very concerned about this game to feeling very confident going into the game. Now, when it started, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, we're not playing top-level football here. Yeah, I mean, we get on the field and immediately, immediately go three and out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they end up scoring a touchdown in the right. first quarter. They end up moving down the field, mm-hmm. scoring a touchdown on us. But then again, you know, you go, uh, you know, we do that, and then our defense kind of warms up. And then we- yeah, that's how I feel about that. That's my theory: is the defense is reactionary, like it is based on whatever the offense is giving it. So, the first drive of the game, the defense doesn't really know what the offense is going to give them. They don't game plan for teams. It's just kind of whatever is on the field, that's what they react to, and that's how they play. And so to me, I think that it takes them some time to kind of get a feel for the offense that they're playing. Well, because, I mean, every – basically, I don't know how many games this year where we've had, you know, the first drive, they just drive straight down the field. I want to look into that, but – it seems like it's been a lot. Too many. Yeah. Too many for my taste. It'd be nice if we could stop that from happening. You know, it, we we lost by solo. We lost by a field goal, and Matt Gay missed a field goal for the Rams. Thank God, good old Matt Gay. Yeah. So it could have been six points, but we gave up so many opportunities 
it, I don't know. Again, it's just happening. This is it, it wasn't that bad this week as it has been the past few weeks, I don't think. I have to look on the All-22 and see, but it was still just – it was – I don't feel like we got beat. I felt like we beat ourselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't see the Rams do anything spectacular. As a matter of fact, I thought they – the only thing I saw that they did that kind of surprised me is they played the middle center of the field more than they normally do. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that in the pre-podcast uh, coming up to the game. That they're very heavy on the edges. That's what they most of their action is. They do runs to the edges. Uh, most of their passes are to the outside guys. But in this game, they really hammered our linebackers <laughs> in coverage mm-hmm. and just a uh, you know mid level stuff across the center of the field. Was that the zone defense <laughs> that they were picking on? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we played just as much man. And- in cover in zone defense as we normally do. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. But I did see a JPP get an interception in yes, zone coverage. Yes, sir, again. he did. It's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in that. a row, you know, he's only had two in his career before that. Four, yeah, right. He's had four <laughs> in his career, and he's gotten two in the past two weeks. <laughs> I love it. Keep dropping him back in coverage. And then he had a batted pass, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it appears, again, he was the... Uh, number one player on defense, I would say. You got anything? Well, to on the that? stat sheet, Sean Murphy Bunsen led the team in tackles with ten. Hmm. He had two TFLs. Didn't he do that last week too? One of our cornerbacks led the team in tackles. I, I want to say I don't remember. I'll have to look. Yeah, fact check. Fact check. Yeah, so you know they start off. It's it's. We get the ball. I assume that they won the toss and deferred. Both those teams, we always defer. They always defer. So, And then they, we get the ball, and it's an immediate three and out. I'm really tired of seeing that. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, it seems like the offense is kind of slow to get kick, uh, clicking. If it, it never really felt like it clicked at all yesterday for me it just seemed like we we worked in fits and starts it seems like the the good drives we did had was mainly because of the rams getting penalties mm-hmm. would sustain our drives so many oh, times yeah ralph loved those ref, loved oh, yeah, those refs were awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm going i'm giving them a c plus man okay that one it was a pass interference call on um Mike Evans threw the flag. I forget who the flag was on. It was on one of uh, their defenders. Rams but I was like, 20. you know, if Mike Evans was uh, by himself, he pushed <laughs> off. And it definitely yeah. should have been offensive pass interference. He, but, you know, that's what makes him so good is it's always 50-50 where they're going to call it on him or the uh, defender. You never know. Yeah, it was blatantly obvious. <laughs> then when they replayed it, even the announcers were like, oh, that should have been offensive pass. <laughs> I mean, he basically threw Ramsey to the ground. I know. Yeah, anytime you I see Mike Evans wide open, it's yeah. because he's, he's been mugging. <laughs> yeah, he's mugging people out there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was another thing. Speaking of wide open receivers, they had way too many wide open receivers. There was, mm. you know, that something I've talked about with this defense our secondary we just have not allowed that to happen much this year and then it seemed like this game there was probably i don't know i'd say close to 10 catches where you guys were catching it and there was nobody around them or you know somebody trailing them by five yards or they missed the tackle completely whiffed that i mean there was a huge play i think sean murphy bunting whiffed on the tackle, and they picked up like 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, that happened quite a few times. I, that's a, If I were to say what happened during this game, why we lost, it was us, and it was because we tackled poorly and we didn't catch the ball. I counted six dropped passes again. Uh, last week, I think we had five. And we had, oh, God, I, I can't even count how many missed tackles. But like you said, they were big play missed tackles. Mm-hmm. There was one right before the half. They were driving down the field. They got the ball with a minute left on the their 20 or 25. And they were driving down the field. And I think they were at their 40. And they throw, I want to say it was Woods or Cup. One of the, one of the two got it. And because of missed tackles, they got in the field goal range. 
with like six seconds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was a good 30, 40 yard play. Yeah. And it was all missed tackles. And there was g- quite a few of those plays. Bruce Arians talked about it in the press conference and he was like, you know, it's very unbuck like to have this many tack- missed tackles. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's been that way since like the Green Bay game. Yeah. Like progressively worse. I mean, they're te- they just got to get back to the fun. And I even said this last, I think, in the preview where we just need to get back to the fundamentals because their tackling is garbage. Yeah, yeah. It, it it seems to pop up at real inopportune times too. I don't I don't know what the issue is with it. Oh, the Rams did this crazy. Uh, tackle on Brady it was a sack and it was just it was like an alligator roll like he had a crazy looking technique I'm interested to see how that's gonna look on the all 22 but Brady you could see him on the broadcast like over the line and then all of a sudden he's just down like he Mm -hmm. just doop like zips like disappears under the line yeah I think that they got him in the back of the knees and if you get hit like right in the back of the knees especially if you got weight on it, it you'll immediately fall down. Yeah. And it, that's what it looked like. He just went straight down. <laughs> I think it was a self-preservation thing, too. Yeah, he didn't probably. really try to fight it. Mm-hmm. He was just like, okay. Roll with and it. Y'all got me on that time. Uh, I will say this. Offensive line played pretty good. There was not a lot of pressure on Brady, it seemed like. and Oh, hell yeah. Aaron Donald didn't even show up on the stat sheet. Right. There was not a single statistic. Cooper Cup had more tackles than Aaron Donald did. <laughs> Jared Goff had more tackles than Aaron Donald did. <laughs> yeah, so. that's impressive. That is impressive. We did that to him last year. Mm-hmm. And then we held him pretty well. Ended up winning that game. Beat the mess out of him. And this week we looked like we did the same thing, but didn't get the win. I'd much prefer to have the win, I guess. <laughs> uh, running game, Rojo was looking good when he was running, but it seemed like, again, we just walked away from the running game. You know, the second half of the, the the game, it just didn't seem like we emphasized running enough. Yeah, and I mean, during the game, we were looking at the stats, and, you know, they only had like five yards rushing. The Rams did. Mm-hmm. And they ended up finishing the game with 37 yards, which is great, but we only had 42, so it's not even that much better. And, you know, we didn't make up for it in the passing. They beat us, you know, 160 yards in passing, so... They had 160 yards more. Yeah, passing. they had. Yeah, they had 376 yards passing. I tell you, 216. I'm going to go and look, and I'm going to see how many dropped passes the Rams had because I can't recall any. Yeah, but we had a lot. Yeah, there were you some. Know, I, ca- right I six through Antonio Brown's uh, hands. Like it was a beautiful. Right, he yeah, it was that. a beautiful pass right to his hands. Quite, a, it was quite a few of those. You know, just nice passes, and then. You know, and, and this has been going on for a number of weeks now. Same thing with the tackling. I don't know what's going on. I do not know what's going on. Well, now the press. Co- okay, so B.A. had his press conference today. Media is making it out like he blamed Brady for everything. I didn't watch it. Or we yeah, watched we part we of it. We watched it, but I, didn't I, I didn't get that out of it. I didn't either. But that's what the media is reporting. Yeah, you know, they try to. Yeah, the new narrative, and if you're not following us on Instagram, please do that. Uh, yeah, Molly I just, just set up I an just Instagram made a page today because yeah. people were asking about it, and I have some screen caps of it. Like it was crazy watching it. <laughs> she watched the it day. happen in real time. She yeah, was like calling over. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, Ian Rapoport started reporting, and he said Brady's deep ball is a problem, and he took stats from weeks. One to seven, and then compared it to weeks eight through eleven. How much sense does that make? Right, yeah, that's, so that is taking, definitely cherry picking. It's cherry picking. You know, you're going to start here. I'm going to start where yeah, the deep balls. This is what drives me crazy, and stat people do this all the time. They'll say, mm-hmm. "Tom Brady point. has the most interceptions in the within the twenty yard line since 2012." Well, why right. the hell did you pick 2012? Like, because it what? proves your point. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. It, it because it it paints a picture that you want to paint. It's not a meaningful statistic. So that's exactly what Ian Rappaport did. Yeah. And shortly thereafter, Rick Stroud writes an article, and the subtitle is basically "The Deep Ball Is the Problem." And then Joe Buck's fan has an article where he 
it's more like buried in the story. It's kind of towards the end where they say his deep ball has been atrocious lately. Just like, okay, so that's the storyline this week. So we're probably looking at a 350-yard passing game next week. Congratulations, <laughs> Bucks Media. <laughs> Uh, hey, if that'll if that's what it takes to get him to catch if the ball, do man. It. right? That, and that's what I'm seeing it, with the deep balls. It's not Brady, it's the receivers. You know, we had mm-hmm. uh, Mike Evans. Brady throws a, a beautiful pass. This was a few weeks ago. I can't recall what game it was, and Mike Evans loses the ball in the sky, and he turns around. You know, he's like, "Where, where is it?" And it ends up landing five yards away from him. Uh, we had Rob Gronkowski and. Antonio Brown, both wide open down the field. Uh, Tom Brady throws it, goes right through Gronkowski's hands. Uh, you know, this is just happening. A.B. last night. And that's not the only one. There was quite a few long passes last night where it was just, you know, the receivers are not doing their job, I don't think. Yeah. And you could definitely say that with the dropped passes. You know, a few of them, I think two or three of them were Fournette. Mm-hmm. You know, which he normally doesn't drop passes mm-hmm. either. But, you know, we, we I think a, every receiver had a dropped pass just about. Yeah. That one by, with A.B. was just, that was heartbreaking. I know. I was on a third down. And that was, that was a deep, beautiful ball. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. You know, these are supposed to be the most elite receivers in the league. That's one thing we talked about coming into this season that, you know, we don't even need a run game. Just keep just throw it to the receivers all the time. Yeah. We have the best receivers in the league. And they're like the weakest link on our team now. They keep dropping passes. It just I don't know. Do you think maybe there's too many cooks in the kitchen? Could be. You Could know, be. or I just I it just feels like the offense just hasn't gotten into a rhythm. Like there's no and we were kind of talking about that last night. The Patriots, you know, they spent 20 years winning, but it was boring football. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like the offense. It was just kind of like a grind, like they mm-hmm. were very efficient and effective, but not very exciting. And, you know, our offense, the times when it did kind of get going, that's kind of how it felt. Like it was just a little uh, methodical. Yeah, I will say that about this offense and it's it's the way the plays are designed you know they're just not spectacular it's not a dynamic offense you know in the sense that you're going to get a bunch of tricky plays and you're going to get big yards at the catch and you know these you know huge runs and all that it's it's really a boring offense now cutter ran some you know a similar offense you know a lot of verticals and all that but he was very good at getting receivers open uh arians doesn't even try to do that or left which whoever it is so, you know these these routes aren't really designed to get receivers open so much as they are just get them in a position to be able to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And so we're not getting, you know, these wide open receivers down the field, huge bombs to them and all that good stuff. Well, you know, those exciting plays. And we're not getting the receivers running across the middle, catching the ball in stride and picking up 40 yards after the catch. You know, this is basically just, you know, dink, dunk, throw the ball, catch it down there. And it's, you know, it is. It's not exciting. Now, the run game can add excitement to it, but we just we get away from the run game so quick. I know. It, I don't understand that. Well, Bruce Aarons is just not a run guy. He, yeah. You know, he, he runs the ball because he has to. Well, yeah. it just doesn't seem to me like there's any rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. It's like Roja can be having a fine game, and then they just pull him for no reason, no apparent reason. Yeah. Or, like, even when he's playing like trash, they put him back in, and you're like, why is he in? It just doesn't, there's no, just doesn't seem like there's a lot of rhyme or reason. Yes. Uh, they, number 17, they put him in motion a lot. Woods? I, I noticed that. Yeah, Woods. Yeah, that was in Scott Smith's game preview. And he said, and again, this was one of those stats where I didn't include it in the preview that we talked about because it was a, a completely arbitrary starting point it was like the last two years he's been in motion 117 times or 700 times whatever it was Mm. and it's the most for anyone and i'm like okay but what about the last three years like let's pick that (laughs) you know know. all right this arbitrary starting point yeah 
But they do put them in emotion a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it seemed like it. It, it a couple times it, it did confuse our defense, which I, I didn't understand. It's very you know, it's like, unusual for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, putting a guy in motion shouldn't confuse the defense, but it seemed like a couple times he went into motion and then he would just shoot out and he'd be open. It was like nobody covered him or something. I don't know. I'm very anxious to look at that on the All-22. Excited about this All-22 viewing. See, you are a fucking masochist. <laughs> such a masochist. I want to know why we messed up. <laughs> uh, Devin White had that neutral zone infraction of the first quarter, 5-13. It was third and two on R6. Yeah. Oh, that hurt us. Because, yeah, you know, we if we would have stopped them, then it would have been a field goal. But instead, gave them a fresh set of downs on the, like, four-yard line, and they ended up getting a touchdown off that. I mean, kind of. But, you know, our – Penalties. We had two penalties for seven yards. That was it. Yeah. The whole night. Yeah. Well, those two penalties were big penalties then, because I remember rewatching the game. I was like, man, the, those two penalties or that these penalties are really hurting us. So if it was only two penalties, they must. Yeah. Have been. Well, the other one I think was Shaq Barrett offside. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that was on a third down too. Right. So it was two third down penalties, but they also did the same thing. They had defensive pass interference on third down. Oh yeah, they had so many pass. I mean, I think they ended up with like forty yard, oh, sixty five yards penalty yards, yes. five penalties. How five penalties with sixty five yeah. yards? Yeah, there goes the whole penalty argument. You know, we have, we only have two for what did you say seven yards, seven yards, and yeah. we lose the game. I know. Yeah, come on, guys. I know. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Evans with that one touchdown. His first touchdown. Yeah. He, he fought, fought for that thing. And then Chris Godwin had one like that later mm-hmm. where he was crawling over a defender, basically. He jumped over the dude. Yeah. yeah he was like walking the yeah. tightrope on the <laughs> sideline and jumped over the dude. That yeah. was awesome. And, and when you see plays like that in like the JPP interception mm-hmm. and uh, who else had an interception late in the game? It was. Um, uh, hold on. I've got it right here. It wasn't Dean. It wasn't Whitehead. Whitehead, yes. Yes. With a great interception. Great. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure I was like, you know, after each one of those plays, I was like, oh man, this is going to get the team pumped up and we're just going to start beating the mess out of these guys. And it never seemed to happen. Yeah. We, we never seemed to get pumped up out there. I mean, we had some good plays. Uh, I know JPP has played lights out. Yeah. Yeah. He has been for the past few weeks. Yeah. yeah he, he always plays lights out. I know. He's so underrated. Uh, Bruce Arian said in his press release or press conference today that he doesn't want Antonio Brown returning kicks. And he only did it a couple weeks ago because our normal returner was hurt. And I was like, what? Come on, man. Well, but- I think, again, it kind of goes to this coaching staff does not use players like they don't. They don't fit the scheme for the players. Yeah, they yeah. don't fit the scheme. They don't. Yeah, they don't try to like. Oh, this guy's really good at this. Let's put him here. They don't. Right. They don't do that. Yeah, and you know, it our special teams are kicking and punting. You know, really hurts us. Like last night, we ended up on the eighteen at one point because uh, the returner came running out. Let's so say there was two things. One, uh, he slips at one point. There was nobody around him, and he slips and falls down, and you know they walk over and touch him. And then another time, he ran right into Kevin Minter, and Kevin Minter tackled him. You know, it was just a blam. What? You know, ended up on the ground. <laughs> and then, and this is the one that really got me: the last play of the game, they kicked, they punted it to us with nine seconds left, mm-hmm. and he tried to return it and ran the clock out. I do not know why he didn't call a fair catch because we had much more of a chance of having Brady throw a Hail Mary than we did us getting any return for a touchdown. Yeah. You know. I mean, the coaches at that point should have told him you take a knee. Yeah, that's what I I was like. Why did did he not fair catch? He's trying to run it. And you know, downed immediately, and that was the end of the game. And like we when he caught the ball, it, we had three seconds left. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nine seconds when they punted airtime and above blah, blah, blah. So when he caught the ball, he could have fair caught it. We would have had three seconds left, run one play, Hail Mary. And uh didn't even get that opportunity because this guy wanted to run the ball and we've had no success with that. I don't know why we do it. Which is not very good in our kickoffs. And punts. Punt returns. Uh so that kind of upset me. 
We, Gosh, you were like Debbie Downer this episode. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's our 200th episode. Oh, hey, yes. I had hoped it would be a win, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I really, I enjoyed this game. I know I it was, the yeah. loss was definitely tough, but I had fun during the game. I thought it was exciting. Well, not the offense so much, but yeah, just overall. I was entertained. Were you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, and again, we got to remember that's the whole point of all this stuff. Yeah. You know, an entertaining game. Who knows how many new fans we got last night? You know, people watch these games, you know, and you're going to get new fans every time you're on TV. You know, this is a national national broadcast game. You know, the Rams probably got a bunch of new fans. Buccaneers probably got a bunch of new fans. But because it was an entertaining game and neither team looked like doofuses out there, <laughs> you know. You, you get fans that way. And the more fans you get, the more nationally televised games you're going to get, the more you're going to fill up your stands with fans, the more mm-hmm. you're going to fill up uh, away game stands with fans. It's just it, Having fans is a good thing. So, you know, having an entertaining game is going to help us get fans. And it does, it's, it makes it worth watching. You know, I, I enjoy a good entertaining football game. Of course, I would prefer the win. But, guys, you know, we pretty much got playoffs locked up. You know, we're going to go in as a wild card, if nothing else. We've, what are we, seven and three? Seven and four. Seven and four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to win two, three more. I mean, we've got an extra wild card spot this year. So, 10 and six will most likely definitely get you in. You know, the Eagles are probably going to be in at, what, four and. <laughs> 12. <laughs> They're three and seven. Right so we, three, we've, seven, and one. We've only got three other divisions to worry about. Nobody nobody in the uh, NFC East is going to go except for the leader there. So we've got us and the Saints in our division. You've got uh, the NFC West is pretty packed, though. I think they're all yeah, they're all fighting seven. except for the 49ers. They're at the bottom, but they're not even that far out of it. Yeah. And I think they all play each other in the next few. I actually created a handy little table to track our playoff position. What what is Green Bay and Chicago and all those guys looking like? Okay, so Minnesota. The Packers are seven and three. They dropped two spots this week. They were the first seed in the NFC, which they would have gotten the first round by. Of course, there's only one bye week this year with the addition of that extra team. So, number one spot gets the first round by, and that's it. So, the the Packers and the Saints both have something to fight for. Um, Packers are 7-3. and three. They drop down to the third seed in the NFC. They're leading the NFC North. Uh, the Bears are next. They're 5-5. Five and five. They are coming off of a bye week. So in this week, of course, Thanksgiving, they play the Packers. So uh, the Bears are second in the division. The Vikings are 4-6. and six. They're third. They are the ninth seed. The Bears are the eighth seed. The Vikings are the ninth seed. And so they are both in the hunt for a playoff spot. They're not out of it. They have not made it to a wild card spot yet, but they are fighting for one, as are the Lions, who are four and six. They are the tenth seed overall, and they're fourth in the NFC North. So So we've got five more games left, right? Yes. We've got a bye week coming up week 13. Uh, we have the Chiefs next week. That's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's at Raymond James Stadium. It's 425 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sunday, the 29th. Uh, and then after that, we have pretty easy sailing. You know, yeah. we got the Falcons coming up twice. Yeah. So we have week 14 is the Vikings, 15 is the Falcons, 16 is the Lions, and 17 is the Falcons. Right. So, you know, we're going to win two of those games. I mean, just by accident. Four. <laughs> probably I, if you know if, if the worst comes to worst we'll win two by accident uh we, you know we'll probably end up winning three or four and you know we'll be a lock for the playoffs i mean i'm not i'm not really not concerned about that uh you know if, if we just play consistent 
you know, mediocre football like we're playing now. Mediocre. We'll we'll win another two games. We play consistently mediocre. Yeah. Like we consistently mediocre. <laughs> and you know, that's really all that matters. Getting to the playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, it's a totally different beast. Just getting there is what's important. You know. And you know, there's a possibility we can t- overtake New Orleans. You know, you, you never know what's gonna happen with football, but I can't see us losing uh to the Falcons or Detroit. Or Minnesota, you know. I mean, we'll probably lose to some of them, but you know, not all of them. So you know, I we're pretty much in. I'm not worried about that. Oh gosh, the Falcons. So they lost. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think they forgot to field an offensive line out there. Yeah. Who did they play? Oh, they the played Panthers? the Saints. The huh? Panthers. Who was it? Hold on. Wasn't it the Panthers? Oh, they played the Saints. Yeah. Lost to the Saints. They dropped four spots. Yeah, so now had eight they, sacks on them. Good Lord. Mm. So they are three and seven. Yeah, they're looking real bad. Three and seven. They're fourth in the NFC South now. They dropped. Uh, the Panthers overtook them. So the Panthers are third now. And the Falcons are now the last in the NFC. Ooh. Yeah, and, and we get to play them twice. Yeah. And they're going to have nothing to fight for but pride, and I don't think they have a whole lot of that. <laughs> and then we've got Detroit, too. You know, I mean, we've probably got another three wins. That will give us 10 and 6, and that will be well in there. Uh, the uh, NFC West is packed with winning teams. You know, so oh, yeah. you'll probably get two or three teams from there going to go. And they're all vying for a spot. So the Rams are currently first. And they moved up four spots in the CD, and they were sixth seed. Now they're second seed. They're mm. first in the NFC, so they overtook the Cardinals. Yeah. And then the Seahawks are second at seven and three. They have the same exact record. Rams have the tiebreaker. And then the Cardinals are six and four, one game behind them, mm. and they're seventh seed. So we got three NFC West teams that are currently vying for spots and probably mm-hmm. going to get them. Yeah. Yeah, we're sixth seed right now out of seven. Uh, but like you saw, the Rams moved up to second place in one game. We yeah. could do the same exact thing. You know, if New Orleans loses, we win, boom, we're in, you know. New Orleans, unfortunately, has a really a pretty easy schedule. Uh, they play the Broncos, the Falcons, Eagles. Then they play the Chiefs. The Vikings and the Panthers. And also, you got to remember, Drew Brees ain't going to be playing for some of those mm, games. So. That's true. They, I know, 11 cracked ribs. We did that. That's crazy. Buccaneers did that. We we got the Saints, you know, they, they beat up on the Falcons, which is pretty easy to do at this point. And we, we know Taysom Hill can... You know, he's a very dynamic player, but we don't know how consistent he could be behind the you know, center. So we're going to get to see that. Uh, I don't, you know, he's not Drew Brees. So they're not going to have that weapon. And uh, I, I could see him slipping up and losing a few games mm-hmm. that they should have won. I don't know. But all, any of those teams, I just can't see it. Yeah, no. The Vikings, maybe. Vikings, maybe. Panthers, maybe. The Chiefs and the Vikings, they'll probably. Yeah. Ugh. I wish we could play the Eagles. I know. <laughs> it was like the Rams. They played the whole NFC East <clears throat> in their first four games. It was like, what? Yeah, well, listen to the Rams schedule coming up. They played the 49ers, the Cardinals, Patriots, and Jets, Seahawks, and Cardinals. Damn. So they all play each other. Oh, there was someone else that was, I think, oh, it's the Packers. No. Who was I thinking of? They have a really easy schedule. Oh, it's the Seahawks. Listen to this BS. They play the Eagles, the Giants, the Jets, the Washington football team, and then the Rams and the 49ers. Wow. So they have like four really easy games. Was that the Seahawks? The Seahawks, yeah. Hmm. And they're fifth seed, so that might work out for us if they can knock the Rams out. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's it's weird. You think that a team would be improving as the year goes on, but it seems like we're actually, we actually regressed. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and 
we didn't play as bad this week as I felt like we have in the past few weeks. So maybe we're plateauing with our badness. <laughs> Gonna move up a right, little bit. Right, but I, I feel like it's all relative because it here is. we are sitting at 100%. seven and four. When yeah. was the last time that, when was the last time we were ever seriously talking about playoffs? playoffs. I wasn't a fan then. Like, right. we would. Well, 2010 with Freeman when we went 10 and six. I'm, yeah. That's the last but, time I remember where yeah. we actually had a shot at the playoffs in the last week. And I think it was the the Cardinals who beat us in tiebreaker and they ended up going to the playoffs. We didn't. Uh, it was horrible. But I just, the team has made so many strides and we, I think we expect so much. Yeah, that's, that's it. You know, we talk about this every week. Yeah. It's, it's expectations where, I mean, good Lord, we got Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, uh, JPP, Dominic Sue, Levante David, Devin White. We just you could just yeah. name our whole roster and everybody goes, that is one talented team. We should be obliterating teams. I'm not gonna lie. We should go out there and they should have vaporized right in front of us, just out of the, the star power we have. Do you think the issue is the coaching? That's what everyone's saying. Uh it's 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 not one thing. No. Uh-uh. Like like I said, I mean it's co- t- tackling. Yeah. These are professional football players. And, you know, yeah. Levante David's out there missing tackles. I know. He doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, you could say it's coaching. I mean, that is on the coaches to be like, hey, here's your issue. We need to work on this. But it, Levante David, he doesn't need any coach to tell him how to tackle and everything. To me, it looks like they're just sometimes they're just trying too hard and they're missing. I, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to all this. I mean, what coaches can't coach how to catch a ball. Yeah. And we have so many guys in opportune times dropping the ball right in their hands. And you just, there's something there that is beyond uh, the tangibles. You know, not something you can point at and go, oh, it's coaching or, oh, it's the routes or it's, uh, you know, the way Tom's throwing the ball or whatever. There's something there that you just can't put your finger on. Nobody can. I mean, we, we are a heavily stacked football team talent-wise. We have good coaches. We have good players. And, you know, we've got a great attitude. And we're dropping balls and missing tackles. It's, it's almost like it's almost like we're because we're the Buccaneers and we've been down so long that we can't believe that we're good. I know. You know, so we got to screw it up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's like we're talking about the penalties. You know, we had two penalties yesterday. One was on a third down and two at the like six yard line mm-hmm. at our six yard line. And it gave them first down four attempts to get it in. They did touchdown. And then the other one, like you said, was a uh, Shaq Barrett. It was the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. Offsides third down. It was third 10. It was third and 10. And, uh, no, were- I think that one was like third and four or something. Are you sure? No, no, I, you're I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, but it was at the ten yard line. Yeah, that's what yes. it was. And, and so then we gave very, them the first down. I mean, we right. went And the very them. next play was a touchdown. Yeah. You know, it's just like again, you know, we we talked about this with the penalties. All penalties are not equal. You know, if you get a twelve men on the field penalty on a victory formation, the last play of the game, that's a lot different than getting a penalty third and two on the six yard line giving the opponent the opportunity to score a touchdown. And we had two the, – the two penalties we had cost us two touchdowns. You know, so it's like, whoa. You know, that, that's just – how do you how do you go from having 11 penalties in a game to having two penalties in a game, but those two penalties in a game are more hurtful than all 11 yeah. of those penalties? It's like, yeah, you know, it's just it's weird Buccaneers football, man. I just I don't think that we are firing on all cylinders and we experienced this last season too where it was like the offense was rolling at a certain time but the defense couldn't get it together and then it kind of flip-flopped. And the good thing about that is is we're doing it at this point of the year. Uh you know, it'd be bad if we were doing this at the end of the year. Now we've got you know still what is it a third of the season left to go and we could very easily Get on a huge roll, and once yeah, we get, get clicking, yeah, get into a rhythm, yeah. Yeah, once we get clicking, we're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, 
Well, we saw that last year with Jameis and the offense. Mm, and the defense. I mean, they were just putting up ridiculous points. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see our defense get back in it. Yeah, career. let's talk about how hard losing Vita has been. He is the heartbeat of our defense. Yeah, man. Elite level player and having him gone has just really changed the the whole face of our defense. I mean, we just we do not play the same without him there. We need and to it's, pay him. Pay the man. Know, pay the man. <laughs> Extend him 10 years. <laughs> And uh, it, it, it has changed watching the coaches' film, too, because it is so much fun watching Vita Vea. Almost every play, he's doing some crazy stuff, and now you don't have that. And it's just like, eh, eh. I want to take a second to give you crap for all the crap you talked about him before. Because he wasn't. Because he, he wasn't. Again, I have high He wasn't being phenomenal. I've said the guy's going to be the next Warren Sapp, better than Warren Sapp, and he's not doing it, but we can see – his absence has really hurt our defense. Yeah. Although we did keep them from running a lot yesterday. Well, as people pointed out on Twitter, they didn't need to. They just threw it. Yeah, yeah. And it did. It's like one play, they'd have a receiver wide open. Other play, they would have a receiver. We'd miss tackle him. He'd run for 20 yards after yeah. catch. You know, and then the other play, our linebacker would come flying in and bat the ball down. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? can yeah. we be consistent back yeah. here or something? Show up every play. Every play. Yeah. Are they tired? They look tired. Both teams look tired. Oh, yeah. Very early I was talking game. about that. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it first with the Rams defense looked gassed yeah, like immediately. They, yeah. In the first quarter, they were they close up on them. Well, first, mm-hmm. they're, first of all, they're all standing there with their hands yeah. on their hips. That's and usually, the mouth breathing. That's yeah. where you can Yeah, they tell. zoomed in on somebody. They were talking and in the the co- the commentary guys they were talking you know how the camera just does whatever it's going to do and they were, they zoomed in on, on some guy in the secondary and uh, he was just breathing heavy his mouth was open he was like <sighs> and this was the first quarter yeah was like, whoa yeah. and then we after you pointed that out we looked at our defense when they got out there and they were doing the same thing mm-hmm. so I don't know I don't know if it was the humidity or the late yeah. night or whatever both teams looked a little bit tired. So, uh, Gay did help us out, miss a field goal. That was that was, that was awesome. nice of him. He didn't miss that last one. Now I really wanted him to miss that last one. Uh, Brady had two interceptions, right? Yes. I do not know whose fault those interceptions were. the The last one, and I don't recall if JP or uh, Bruce Arians said whose fault that last one was. We didn't watch the after-game press conference because we were tired and went to bed. And I, I want to know whose fault it was because it looked to me like it was miscommunication between Brate and Brady. Uh, I have that. Uh, Greg Almond tweeted that Tom Brady said his final throw was a bad read. Okay. He thought he saw something and wanted to hit Cam Brate down the middle. Yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like to me. And right as soon as he threw it, Cam stopped and turned around. It was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. So yeah. either Cam saw something that he didn't see or he saw something that Cam didn't see. Right. Because that's the thing with the offense, right? It's kind of you give what the defense gives you. Mm-hmm. and You adjust on the fly. You adjust on the fly. And if you, both of you don't see the same thing, mm-hmm. there's going to be an issue. Yeah. And you going back to what you were saying about, you know, the – Coaching staff doesn't really adjust at all, but they don't adjust to players' skills. Now, we talked about this at the beginning when the when we first signed Brady that, you know, I didn't think he was going to be a good fit for this because, you know, it's a lot of vertical stuff. Brady likes the, uh, the crossing stuff. He likes mm-hmm. guys going over the middle. He's very accurate, so he can hit guys on the run. And they get good yards after the catch. We don't do that in this offense that much. We've definitely done it a lot more. They've put it in more because of Brady. But in situations like that, you know, you're down. You need all you need is a field goal. You just got to move the ball, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field. Stop trying to be cute. You know, stick with what Brady knows. Yeah. You know, don't make it these complex option routes. 
You know, just do crossing routes over the 50. That's what Brady, that's his bread and butter. So, you know, throw those in there. Because it seems like, you know, we've had three games that I can recall where, you know, Brady's kind of crapped to bed on the last drive. Mm -hmm. And almost all of them have been because, you know, of confusion with the routes. You know, dumb it down. Yeah, set them up for success. Yeah, yeah. It's fine to have those routes during the game and all that good stuff, but when it comes down to it and you have to win, you have to get the ball down the field. We had plenty of time. I mean, we just needed to just be, you know, get get the yeah. ball down the field, and you know, running these routes that are have shown that you know there's a high probability of something bad going wrong. We we should we should have just cut those out and did the simple slants across the middle and let Brady peg them. You know, three or four of those, boom, we're in field goal range. So it sounds to me like you're kind of on the same page that it was a coaching issue. Ah, but this is one of those games where you can blame anybody you don't like. Yeah. You know, you can blame the offensive line. Not really. Uh, you can blame <laughs> the secondary. You can blame the linebackers. You can blame the defensive line. You can blame the coaches. You can blame Brady. You can blame the receivers for not catching the ball. The, the whole defense for not tackling. You know, whoever you want to blame, there's enough there for everybody. You can pass the blame around. Now, I, w- I wouldn't say the coaches are the reason we lost. You know, they didn't. Uh, they didn't play top notch. I don't think anybody played top notch. We didn't play an elite game out there like we should. High expectations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the Bucks started at the Rams twenty-two after uh, JPP's interception. It's third and eight. Here we are, we're at the 22, and Fournette drops a pass, and we had to kick a field goal. So we got a field goal starting at third 22 <laughs> because of dropped passes. It's like, what the. You can't blame that on Kocho. You know, yeah. that's, it's just that's been endemic of our team for the past three or four weeks. You know, we get an interception, we've got 22 yards to go for a touchdown, we have this elite team and we can't move the ball and have to settle for a field goal. It's like, well, what? It's got to be discouraging for JPP. Uh, you said you had some positives. Yeah. What do you got? Scott Smith tweeted that we turn our first 22 goal to go opportunities this season into touchdowns so we had a perfect record go ahead we lost that perfect record two weeks ago okay that's what i was gonna say i swear we broke that somewhere along the line first 22 ralph listen (laughs) uh but we're still 27 of 31 on the season for goal to go. So wait a minute. So we were perfect for 22 attempts. Yeah. Or 22 red zone entrances. And now we're 27 of 31. Yeah. So we've missed four since then. Right. Yee. But it could have been all in that same game. What was it? The, I think it was the Saints probably. 27 of 31. So that means out of 11 attempts... In the red zone. Stop it. It was a positive. We've five. You're, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a positive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> All right. Let's see a shit on this one. Mike Evans is the first wide receiver in NFL history to have a touchdown in each of his first five Monday night football appearances. Oh, in your face. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think we've won any of those. <laughs> ah. Okay. Next one. Cameron Brake now has 210 career receptions, surpassing Ron Hall for the third most receptions by a tight end in franchise history. He's got 210 receptions? Mm-hmm. Wow. How long has he been with the team? <laughs> Probably 2016, 2015. Five years? That's it? Damn. I did not remember. Remember, uh, Jameis loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Oh, Tom Brady took back the all-time touchdown pass lead with 566. It's going to be interesting to see who has that at the end of the year. I know. Oh, that's right. Drew Brees isn't playing. Mm -hmm. So Tom Brady's going to get a big head start on it. Yep. Big jump on him, yeah. Good for you, Tom. Okay, that was it. (laughs) Those were my positives. What's the old saying? If you can't beat your opponent, then break 11 of their ribs. (laughs) (laughs) We could try it. Physically beat them. Yeah. (laughs) If you can't beat them on the scoreboard, physically beat them up. (laughs) Uh, 8-16 left in the fourth quarter. The score was tied, I believe. Or no, we were down by a touchdown. Uh, 24-17, I think. Fourth and one. And we went for it. I think we were on our 43. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, they're 43. So we were out of field goal range. And... You know, if you turn it over, then it's, you know, just a good field position for them. But uh, we ended up not making it. And they ended up getting the ball there on the 43. Fourth and one. Now, Tom Brady is notoriously good at quarterback sneaks. And you know me. I am anytime it's third and one. I don't care who the quarterback is. I believe in quarterback sneaks. You know how hard it is to stop a quarterback sneak? You know, stop a guy from going one yard when he's got a 300-pound dude in front of him <laughs> falling forward. It was just damn near impossible. <clears throat> why we why we ran the route we did, I don't know. There, I would say bad coaching, bad yeah. call. You know, and Brady had the, you know, he did it like a bootleg to the right, and everybody was covered, and he just hit, threw it into a mess of people. They batted it down. I, I, I think Godwin even got his hands on that ball. I can't remember. But, you know, it's just like, why would you run that play on a fourth and one and not a quarterback sneak? Yeah, I, I, I didn't like know. that call. I yeah. agree with you. I mean, hell, a fourth and two, you can run a quarterback sneak. Mm-hmm. You still got a pretty yeah. good chance of making it. Yeah. It's only six feet. Uh, and then Whitehead immediately after that got that interception. That yeah. Was that was a beautiful, beautiful interception. I mean, he read that shit and jumped in front of it. Bam. That was not a mistake on Goff's part. That was an excellent play on Whitehead's part. Uh, and then Godwin got a touchdown right after that. Three minutes and 53 seconds left in the game to tie it up. Then Matt Gay gets the ball and kicks it for a field goal, 27-24, a big dummy. I was really rooting for him to miss that. <laughs> and then we ended up starting on our 18, the bad kick return. and. Uh, that's when Brady throws the interception. Now he had, uh, I can't remember if that was the play, the, the the series where he hit Antonio Brown like five times in a row. No, he hit Antonio Brown four times in a row, and one was a uh, end around. He handed it off to Antonio Brown. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was that series or not, but at one point in the series, we had Antonio Brown got the ball five or six times in a row. It was interesting. But, you know, Brady it, on that drive, you know, he was moving us down the field. We were moving right down the field. Mm-hmm. And then just out of nowhere, boom, throws that interception. It was so it was so defeating to I know. Uh, me and you both were just like, What no. again? No. And this is why we this is what we got Tom Brady for, I thought. I know. It's one of the reasons. Yeah. But he's done a really good job at being a good commander in the pocket. You know, I mean, our sacks are way down. And also, he's not turning the ball over interception-wise as much as James Winston did. Now, he's keeping up with him at the beginning of the year. First three games, yeah. they were running neck and neck for what James Winston did last year. But uh, Tom Brady hasn't thrown that many interceptions since then. When he does throw them, though, that's when we lose. They're costly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it didn't seem like he was that inaccurate, you know, from what I could you know, glean from the game. You know, I, I didn't see him throwing bad balls or mm-hmm. making dumb decisions or anything. Yeah, but there was just that one play. You're just like, what? What? How? How do you do that? You know, this is, you're supposed to be Tom Brady. You don't throw a game losing interception. 
again. And it looked like, for, for people that don't know this offense and don't know how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense plays, it looked like a really bad pass on Tom Brady's part. Uh, but, you know, I immediately looked at it and I saw t- t- uh, Cameron Brait there and I was like, oh, man, they had a miscommunication. Who, who was it that had? And you're saying it was Brady who read it wrong. So That's okay. what Brady said, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to throw Cameron under the bus, I don't think. Yeah, no, he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that throws players under the bus. Mm-mm. And then, you know, like I said, we had we stopped them. Our defense stopped them. If they would have got it first down, because they got the ball back with a minute 40 seconds left or something like that, we had one timeout. And our defense had to stop them. They ran the ball three times. We stopped them three times. And then there was nine seconds left. And I thought for sure they were going to do, like, some crazy thing where they were going to, like, uh, you know, run around in the backfield or something for nine seconds. But, no, they they punted the ball to us. And I was thinking, ah, that was pretty stupid. We got Tom Brady. <laughs> and, you know, the ball's going. And I, I was looking, the returner, he's standing back there. And I was like, did he put it? I hope to God he put his hand up for a fair catch before I mm-hmm. saw it. And, nope, he catches the ball and starts to run. I was like, what are you doing? And immediately got tackled in the game. I was like, what? the? That was just. I don't know. I don't know. It was an elite level football, and that's what we are. We're an elite level football team. Now we did. We went toe to toe with the Rams. Rams are not a joke. They are a serious contender. And uh, you know, we we went toe to toe with them. We didn't play a perfect game. I think they played a, a better game than we did as far as their ability. Mm-hmm. You know they didn't. They didn't play an A plus game. Mm-hmm. I'd say they they did A minus. You know, and we probably did a B minus. You know, yeah. As far as what we could do, and that's what I'm saying, man. If we get the, if we get everybody on sync, or at least eighty percent of everybody on sync, we'll be unstoppable. We've been saying this since, and we've seen it happen in a couple of games where we just plow over people. You know, when we're playing good football. And I, I haven't seen a game yet where I can sit there and go, yeah, we just got the crap beat out of us. You the know? Saints, come on. Nope. It the was Saints the Saints game. Man. <laughs> it was. They cheated. To man. an extent, but come on. It was that like first game a 35-point game. Like. No, we we messed up in that game. Bad. We were no. doing horrible. We were dropping the ball, making missed tackles. We were doing exactly what we did in this game, except the Saints brought their A plus game, so they just ended up taking real advantage of our trouncing us. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, we, you we're not out there getting credit. beat up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just mad that I crapped all over your good news. I know. <laughs> Like, I had fun with the game last night. I, you know, there were some good plays in there. The Jordan Whitehead yeah. interception, those two touchdowns by yeah, those Mike two touchdowns and great. Chris. Mm-hmm. And then the JPP touch, uh, interception, mm-hmm. the Jordan, um, uh, yeah, Jordan Whitehead's interception. Antoine Winfield had a really good hit on special teams. So there were some good plays, I thought. Yeah, and we should was... do a video of the positives, you know? Maybe we should do that. Because I do feel like the Buccaneer fan base is kind of feeling really despondent. Yeah, everyone's we've real had, upset. We've had way too many games that we've lost that we should have won. And we're just not looking like the team that everybody expects. So we should put together a, a collage of good Good plays from last night. Do it. No, I'm so, I said we. We. Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got any news? Yeah, I do. I have a couple items. Let's see. Uh, Shady McCoy tweeted that he and Leonard Fournette provided full Thanksgiving meals to over 500 local families in need. So they partnered with Feeding Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, and Boston Boston Market. I've often wondered how how do you find out about that stuff? Like you know, say you're you're somebody who you know 
you, bad luck or whatever circumstances, you don't have money for Thanksgiving. I mean, how do you find out about stuff like that? I, I would not have a clue. Google. Sure you fun. just Google free turkeys? I don't know. Like, thanks. I don't know. I, I'm sure they work through some type of charity service or something. Maybe. So. Yeah, they have some kind of marketing material, I'm sure. The entire offensive line did the same thing. They partnered with Publix and provided 1,100 Thanksgiving meals. It was the 14th annual Turkey Time with the O-Line. <laughs> That's cool. I know, 14th annual. That's crazy. And how many years? turkeys was it you said? 1100. That's a lot of turkeys. Yeah, not just turkeys, Thanksgiving meals. That's a lot of meal. meals. Yeah. Good Lord. I know. We just spent like 200 bucks on ours, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what did we get for $200 for one meal? I know. The turkey was $5. And the turkey was <laughs> what $5. Like, what else did you buy? <laughs> I still don't know. I'm just going to wait till Thursday to find out. <laughs> And it's for what, four people? Ugh. Four and a half? Who's the half person? The, the baby. Uh, the five-year-old. I'm going to tell her you called her a half person. <laughs> <laughs> well, she eats like half a person. Right? At a time, she eats a half a person. <laughs> that kid eats, man. All right. What else you got? Rondé Barber and John Lynch are among the 25 semifinalists who will be considered for the 2021 class of the Hall of Fame. You know, if John Lynch doesn't get in, and it don't look like he's going to because there's a huge crop of guys coming. I think Ron Woodson. There's a bunch of guys that are coming up in this um, class that are going to get in first ballot probably. And if he doesn't get in this time, he's, he's probably going to just kind of quietly disappear and then he deserves to be in i i don't know what they're thinking i mean how do you have a guy that's on two super bowl teams you know he is known around the league they're in his play as you know a guy you do not want to go up against uh he is a successful general manager took i mean i don't know what like, else do you need to do? Yeah, but maybe as, because he's still a young general manager, maybe as he progresses through his career. And I, I want to say that Ira Kaufman and he was, was talking about this, but I can't. It's been so long since I listened to it. You know, Ira, he lobbies for John Lynch every year. He's on mm, the committee. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nothing. Not trying to knock Ira or anything, but. You know, get, maybe get, it's you, Ira. That's how that's how uh, it works in football. You know, if you if you uh, keep the same team for a number of years and they don't make it to the playoffs, guess what? Everybody gets fired. Well, what I think, and I don't know if I'm properly attributing this. I want to make sure I give him credit if he deserves it, but I also don't want to uh, give him credit for something he didn't say. But I want to say. That he was talking about how maybe there's a possibility he could get in by being GM. Like if he doesn't get in for his play, maybe it's something that with his GM career would put him in the running later. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe. So. Ronde Barber. Good news for Ronde and yeah. John Lynch. Hopefully. I, I think they both should be in there, but. It doesn't look like either one's going to get in. You're so biased. Okay, that's all I got. All right. Well, guys, I know it's been rough, and a lot of people are walking around with their heads down, kicking rocks. It was tough. Ain't going to lie. Uh, we need to see better football out of this team. We need some wins. And uh, But, we, you know, it's – a very very large likelihood that we're going to be going to the playoffs and a lot of fans a lot of Buccaneer fans that are fans now have never seen the Buccaneers in playoffs me yeah Molly's won she's never experienced playoff season with her football team and you know for all those old heads that know it it's a different beast I mean it is the excitement the intensity because it's one and done you can't lose there's no next week you know it's it's a really exciting thing, and we're heading in that direction. We are in line to definitely be in the playoffs, so let's be excited about that. We, our team can only get better. <laughs> we can, if we would have tackled 
and caught half of those passes we dropped, we would have easily won that game. And that just goes to show it is such a game of inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one it's little just thing. the small details. Little, yeah, yeah, a dropped pass, you know, on third down is, you know, can, can change a game. And we had quite a few drop passes. Quite a few of them were on third downs. And we had quite a few missed tackles that ended up greatly benefiting the Rams. And they did take advantage of it. When we missed tackles, they took off. You know, it's not like they were standing around, you know, going, wow, that guy just missed me. No, they were definitely running. So, you know, those are easy things to improve. As a matter of fact, you know, it's it's almost an anomaly that we're doing them. And I would say it was a glitch. I think I did say it the first week it happened. I was like, this is a glitch. You know, we do not miss tackles and we do not drop balls. But this is what, four weeks in a row now that I've been complaining about mm-hmm. drop balls and missed tackles. So it's e- it's easy to fix. All these guys know how to do this stuff. That's why they got here. You know, they're all professional tacklers and ball catchers. So <laughs> uh, something, something will click. Uh, just keep your heads up. Don't be scared to wear your gear. I don't know if you if you're like me. Every time I go out, I get asked if I'm about Tom Brady. <laughs> Every single person, you know, gets stopped in the supermarket. Oh hey, yeah, we went Tom out Brady. to lunch yesterday. Yeah, I go out to lunch yesterday. A guy sat next to me. He was like, "Oh, y'all gonna win tonight?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "How about how are you liking that Tom Brady?" Like he's fine, Tom man. Brady. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> really digging him. And then he goes out, threw up a duck. <laughs> we still like I, you Tom I'm, I'm not going to knock you too hard for that it's just that it's uncharacteristic and this is a complex both both the defense and offense they're very complex we're a smart football team and you know the, the Rams they'd run a lot of tricky stuff and they didn't catch us you know but somehow we were letting receivers get open and that was I, I got to look at that and see what was going on because we don't do that either so maybe that's another thing we'll add to our list of crap we don't do that we're doing i know <laughs> let's see we don't we don't tackle we don't catch the ball we let receivers open there we go winning trifecta <laughs> all right guys that's going to wrap it up for us uh if you get a chance like i said uh share this video share this podcast let's get the word out and uh until next time go bucks